Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 2428, What If It Was Easy? by Angelina Lee of exploringplanb.com. And I'm Justin Mollick, your personal narrator, reading to you every day, including holidays. And with that, let's get right to our next article and continue optimizing your life. What If It Was Easy? by Angelina Lee of exploringplanb.com. My husband has a few home pants that he only wears around the house. You know, the kind that are made from soft, comfortable material and seem to survive years beyond their intended lifespan. The other day, I noticed that the drawstring from the waistband of one of the pants had come out, leaving the waistband loose and saggy. I'll restring your pants for you a little later, I offered, silently adding the quick task to my mental to-do list. What's the best way to restring it? My hubby asked, not wanting to be a burden. I have a great method, I quipped. I secure a large safety pin to the end of the string and then I guide the pin through the narrow opening in the pants and all along the waistline. It makes it much easier. Oh, really? That's pretty smart, he replied. I smiled, admittedly a little chuffed that I had this golden tidbit of knowledge that would set me up for efficient success. A little later, I sat on the edge of the bed, secured the safety pin to the string, eased the pin through the drawstring hole, and started to gently glide the pin along the narrow waistband. I'd managed to pull the pin about five inches through when it stopped moving completely. No matter how I tried to maneuver or manipulate the pin through the fabric of the pants, it wouldn't budge, it wouldn't move forward, it wouldn't move backward. I even tried yanking on the rest of the drawstring that was still on my lap, but nothing happened. Puzzled, I studied the fabric around the spot where I knew the pin was lying inside. I could see tiny bits of the pin through the outside of the pants. The safety pin had opened up. Each time I tugged at the drawstring, the pin gathered more and more fabric from the pants, effectively rooting it right where it was. I closed my eyes so that I could concentrate and I tried to visualize exactly what was going on inside the waistband and to use my fingers to free the pinned fabric and force the pin closed so that I could pull it out. Nothing worked. The more I fiddled with it from the outside, the more I managed to muddle the inside. After a few minutes, I was fed up. I took a scissors and made a small incision at the spot where I could feel the tip of the pin below the fabric. I was then able to pull the pin and the entire length of the string through the little hole. I stared at the pants and string in my hands. Not only was the string still out, but now there was a hole in the waistband that needed to be stitched. I'd given myself more work. 
I quickly got my needle and thread and slowly stitched the hole shut, being careful not to sew the narrow passageway for the drawstring closed. Now that that was done, I picked up the string and, without the safety pin, pushed it through the drawstring opening in the pants. I then carefully continued to guide the string along the entire length of the waistband and all the way through the other drawstring opening. And that was it. Without the use of any external aid, I was able to restring the pants in a matter of seconds. Simple as that. As I watched the restrung pants, I couldn't help but wonder how many times I had done this in other areas of my life. How many times did I approach a task with professed experience and strategy only to overcomplicate the whole thing? How many times had I relied on external aid because I believed that what I inherently knew or had wasn't enough? Or worse, how many times have I looked at something, anything, as difficult and then on that assumption alone not even attempted it, fearing that I just didn't have what it took to get it done? The answer? Far too many times. I've come across a useful question recently and one which I love to ask myself and others now. What if it was easy? What if all the fluff that we deem necessary to prove our experience and know-how is superfluous? What if the process of appearing successful has nothing to do with actual success? What if that thing that we are overthinking and putting off because we don't believe that we are good enough is attainable? What if living simply, fully believing in ourselves and our abilities is the way to move forward boldly in our lives? What if it was easy? And what if I'm already enough? The more we sit with these questions, the more we dismantle the things that seem too big or too hard or too unattainable for us. The more we sit with these questions, the more we discover just what we are capable of. If only we believe in our ability and in ourselves. The more we sit with these questions, the more we see that we already have everything we need in order to move forward in our lives. We are already enough. What if it was easy? What would you do then? What would you try in that case? What can you do now? Sit with these questions and know that you are already enough. You just listened to the post titled, What If It Was Easy? by Angelina Lee of exploringplanb.com. And thank you to Angelina. This idea of sort of rethinking and sitting with these questions about things that we do on a regular basis reminds me of the idea of beginner's mind. That's basically where you drop expectations and preconceived ideas about something so that we can look at the situation with fresh eyes and a more open mind, which is exactly what it was like the very first time we did that activity. I remember first learning about this in college and I found it to be actually very impractical because we're very wired towards efficiency and productivity. So to take a task that we're familiar with and almost start over with a fresh pair of eyes can feel like a huge waste of time, especially when it's something pretty trivial and small but this can really help us get out of certain ruts, ruts in relationships, in tasks and activities, like I mentioned, experiences, possibly even with anxieties, since those revolve around expectations and preconceived ideas. And all that's really required to do is simply paying more attention. Instead of going on autopilot through a task or a meal or while driving, anywhere really, we can focus a bit more and you never know what good will come from it. And I'll try to share an article about beginner's mind specifically 
soon. Might not be until September, but I'll squeeze it in somewhere. But with that, thank you for listening. Have a great rest of your day, one with maybe beginner's mind, and I'll be back tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.